hello, 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 and welcome back to Beyond Mediocrity with James Prince. I am your host, and it is my personal purpose to motivate you and others to push beyond mediocrity and be exceptional. As always, thank you for listening. Today is actually November 3rd. It's a whole new month, y'all. A few days after Halloween, so of course, you know that meant we had lots of candy, some pizza, a little chicken wings, some party food, a lot of things that we probably shouldn't be eating, but... I thought it was interesting to also note this, that just four weeks from last Thursday, just a few days ago, is Thanksgiving Day. So it's our national holiday for the overeaters, that's how I call it. The overeater will be so happy on November 28th, Thanksgiving Day. So you've got pumpkin pie, sweet potato, cheesecake, my brother-in-law Darren makes that, uh, delicious, macaroni and cheese, cornbread, stuffing, Cajun fried turkey, some of y'all love that, the honey-baked ham, just to name a few. But then let's go four weeks beyond that, and you'll find that we're stuck in the middle of Christmas and Hanukkah. So you know what that means, red velvet cake, Christmas cookies, sufgunyat, that's a, and I hope I said it right, it's that Hanukkah donut, baklava, all kinds of different sweets, things that we know, again, aren't going to be the most healthy. But this is what I want you all to remember as you embark. I mean, it's already past uh, Halloween, so the food, the commercials, all the things are already starting to tempt us. But studies have shown Americans gain between one and five pounds between Thanksgiving and New Year's. I'm not sure if you all knew that. I didn't know it until I started doing a little research. But with all the gastrointestinal opportunities, which uh, I'll say that's cold for eat like a pig, uh, we've got lots of opportunities to expand our waistline. But here's what I'm going to encourage you and challenge you to tell your neighbor, plan to not expand. Repeat that after me, y'all. Plan to not expand. Anyway, uh, I felt it was appropriate to make this episode, episode 18, all about wealth and our health. And I gave you a little bit of a precursor last time that we, we got together. But wealth in our health is what we're going to talk about today. And I won't take long, but uh, just a few things I want to share with you over the next few moments. To go beyond mediocrity and be exceptional in our health, we are challenged in this season, in this holiday season, to see past the next eight weeks. What's going to happen come January, right? Everybody's on that health kick. Everybody knows they've got to shed that extra 10, uh, in some cases more than that, uh, pounds. But I'm going to share just a few tips and takeaways that I believe will help increase our wealth in our health. But first, let's clarify a few things by definition. What is health? I mean, sorry, what is wealth? Wealth is an abundance of valuable possessions. And that could include money, but loosely termed, an abundance of valuable possessions is how wealth is defined. What is health? Well, health is the state of being free from illness or injury. Well, uh, if I combine the two and I say that we're talking about wealth in our health, a state of abundance being free from illness or injury is how I say that's what wealth in our health is a state of abundance being free from illness and injury before I offer a few of those TNTs those tips and takeaways that I told you a few moments ago that I would share uh, I want to share something real personal with you all I've, I do this often that's just kind of part of my thing I feel like it's best for us to remain transparent and so uh, I'm here to tell you that since my last podcast, I was placed on medication. And this is the first time in my 49 years on earth that I've ever had to take a medicine prescribed from a doctor. And it's called a tavorstatin or atorvastatin, whatever it is, it's a statin. <laughs> it belongs to a group of drugs uh, that works by reducing the amount of cholesterol made by the liver. So basically what that means is that my cholesterol has been 
uh, unfortunately too high over the last several uh, doctor's visits. So statins reduce the risk of angina, which is technically just chest pains and discomfort. Uh, but uh, it also reduces uh, strokes. Statins also reduce heart attacks and have known to help with heart and blood vessel problems. Now, as a husband and as a father of four, angina, stroke, heart attack, heart disease, plaque are not words with which I want to be associated, especially with me about to approach 50 in a few months. So I had to ask myself, man, if you had, James, the ability to select debt over financial freedom, we're talking about wealth, remember? But if I had a choice of making uh, more money and being financially free as opposed to just getting into more debt, which would I choose? And of course, you know, we all have the same answer, right? Uh, I would say uh, the question really then should be posed as uh, one about our health. What would you do if you had a choice of being poor in your health or being wealthy in your health? Which choice would you make? Obviously, you would want to be wealthy. So I'm a simple man. That's a choice that I obviously want to make. So uh, a state of abundance, being free from illness is how, again, we've defined wealth in our health. That is what I want. And remember, wealth is simply, in, I'm sorry, uh, wealth that is in my health is after a few things have happened in my life. And um, so I'm just going to tell you a few things that I thought about after being put on this medication. My doctor said that uh, I had to take that one pill every day for the rest of my life. And uh, I wanted, of course, to know that if that's going to be the case, what's going to happen to me taking these medicines or this medication every single day for the rest of my life? One of these side effects was muscle pain. Liver damage was another one. Increased blood sugar or type 2 diabetes. And then neurological side effects, y'all. None of these sound like a state of abundance and being free from illness or injury, do they? No. And that's why I decided to do a few things myself. And so now that's what these tips and takeaways become. So before I get into that, let me just make that disclaimer that I am not a doctor. I've told you all that before. I am not a physician. I've never tried to be a physician, nor will I ever claim to be a physician. Uh, so whatever you decide to do, it's up to you and your medical doctor on uh, which, which steps to take. But uh, here's what worked for me. And this is tip and takeaway number one. Research your facts. Now, I've spoken to most, multiple doctors and, uh, you know, it's not a bad thing to, to get uh, an opinion that is different from your primary care physician. So uh, while I value everyone's knowledge and expertise, there's always a second, a third, a fourth, and a 12th opinion when necessary. Now, uh, that doesn't mean that your doctor doesn't know what they're talking about, but if they don't necessarily say something that agrees with you or doesn't feel right in your spirit, that's the reason why I challenge, you know, I say, go and do your own research. So uh, that's the reason why I went and I did what I could. I went and found a few things uh, and by the way, it's not just doctors. Let me make that clear, too, that uh, professions of any kind, a lawyer, a bus driver, electrician, a therapist, uh, any other kind of doctor for that matter, uh, they all can be, uh, they may make mistakes. I put it that way. And so uh, I'm not here to criticize doctors. Let me just make sure I make that clear. I've got one of my brothers, Dietrich. He's, he's, a, he's a physician. So, of course, you've not got much love for you, man. But as you make investments in your health, what you need to do in some cases is diversify your portfolio by learning other means to reach that state of abundance. Just because your doctor tells you that the only option that you have is going on medication does not mean that that's the only option that you have. You need to know that that's more than likely not going to be the only choice. But you have to make the decision on whether or not you want to go and get a second opinion. But uh, instead of going and talking to multiple doctors, I just went online 
And so I've gone to a few places, the National Institute of Health. Uh, they've got a great website with information, the National Library of Medicine, uh, Harvard Medical School's Health Publishing has some really good information. Uh, also, Stanford University Studies, and, and I can name a bunch of others, a dozen others, but you all probably are just as knowledgeable as, as, as I am when it comes down to finding, thing on the, finding things on the Internet. And uh, by the way, this is something that I learned when I went to the doctor just this past Monday. When, when I was asking questions, you know what my physician was doing? He was going on to Google and finding information. So anyway, that's just a side note. It's not to, again, just credit physicians, but it's just to tell you that that same information that they use, you have access to research, do your own research. Ironically, with all of the research that I've done, I found this one documentary called uh, The Game Changers. And so uh, that did a lot of the research for me. It gave the perspective of athletes, uh, meaning those who I consider to be generally in the best health, uh, if you compare them to the general public, these athletes, they were gifted. And I think also athletes are very disciplined. So that was why it was very appealing to me uh, to watch this particular document, documented research. So anyway, I'm going to play a quick little snippet for you. Uh, and I'm not here to necessarily uh, get any endorsement. This is I'm not getting paid to push Netflix, uh, nor am I asking uh, you for uh, anybody to, to subscribe to uh, what these people say. But I just I'm telling you that it worked for me. It's a really good documentary, but it's called The Game Changers. I'm going to play a clip for you real quick. So just take a listen. They showed us commercials. Steak. That's what a man eats. Selling that idea that real men eat meat. Serious man food. But you got to understand, that's marketing. That's not based on reality. I've been teaching fighting techniques to government agencies for more than 15 years. Then, I got injured. Unable to teach for at least six months, I spent more than a thousand hours studying science on recovery and nutrition and stumbled across a study about the Roman gladiators. The gladiators were predominantly vegetarian. How could the original professional fighters be so powerful, eating only plants? When I made the switch to a plant-based diet, I qualified for my third Olympic team. I broke two American records. I was like, man, I should have done this a long while ago. When I went plant-based, I wasn't sure if I was gonna survive and I actually became like a machine. One of the biggest misconceptions in sports nutrition is that we have to have animal protein to perform at a high level. That's just not true. Sometimes you have to do things that you know your competitors aren't doing. Today's blood and yesterday's blood. I think this is going to wake a lot of people up. I was recovering better, not getting as sore. This was our best season in the last 15 years, and we had 14 guys on plant-based diets. We all want to feel great, have more energy. Cholesterol was 276. Today, 169. Whoa, now you're talking. Most guys my age can't keep up with the grandchildren. My grandchildren can't keep up with me. It's not one set of dietary guidelines for improving your performance as an athlete. Another one for reversing heart disease, reversing diabetes. It's the same for all of them. Someone asked me, how could you get as strong as an ox without eating any meat? And my answer was, have you ever seen an ox eating meat? All right, 
right. So you all get the picture. This was a phenomenal documentary for me. And uh, I can tell you honestly that uh, it moved me in such a way that I've literally gone for the last week uh, to the degree of wanting to consider myself a vegan. Now, my wife, you know, she's actually done this a while before. And so there are some benefits to being vegan. Uh, but that that eliminates eggs and, and eliminates a lot of the other uh, animal proteins. Uh, but it's something that I'm very motivated to do. Now, granted, it's only been a week. And, and just to be very uh, honest, I did have to end up uh, eating one piece of chicken yesterday when I went to a, 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 one of our neighbors invited us over for dinner. But the fact is that uh, I am on a, a plan and hopefully plan to stick with going with nothing but plant based food. Now, documentaries like What the Health? Uh, feel rich, uh, forks over knives, all of those share similar messages. But for me, the game changers did just that. It changed the game for me. So bottom line is tip and takeaway number one, research the facts, get as much information as you can. And uh, these documentaries, the one that you just heard a clip from uh, the game changers, this gentleman, he did over a thousand, he had read over a thousand different studies and uh, just so many amazing things that I learned uh, from watching that. So when you get a chance, if you got about an hour and a half and you really want to challenge yourself to do some more research on whether or not it's a good idea to eliminate meat from your diet, check out uh, Game Changers. It's on Netflix. Anyway, tip and takeaway number two, honor the body that God gave you. And this comes from a couple of scriptures, but the first one that I reference is from 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse number 19. Don't you know? That your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. You do not belong to yourselves, but to God. Some listeners may think that this verse is a little kooky, uh, but that's fine. I'm, I'm fine with that. Uh, I can't really tell people what to believe. I truly believe that uh, I don't belong to myself. Instead, that my body is simply on loan to me until my time on earth has come to an end. Now, I'm never here to debate your belief in God. I've told you that from day one, that it's not here to make you necessarily uh, change your beliefs. But I can tell you what I believe you're choosing to listen. So uh, that's on you if you don't want to if you don't agree. But I'm simply telling you that uh, I do believe in God and I adhere to the message, which reminds me that my body is a temple, which God's spirit resides where God's spirit resides. So from my experience, temples are usually impeccably clean. They're organized and they're sacred. Now, if you visit any church, uh, uh, be it Catholic or any other kind of uh, Christian uh, background, a mosque or a Jewish sanctuary, all of these places that are, they that are considered places of worship, they fit that description. They're impeccably clean. They're very organized. And in most cases, they're considered to be very sacred. So uh, why should our temples be any less clean, our bodies be any less organized? These things that we say the spirit dwells in, that we take care of, that we wake up every day with, why can't we consider them sacred? Just like those places of worship. All of the documentaries that I previously mentioned remind me that my most significant and easiest alternative to honoring the sacredness of this temple is changing my diet. So plant-based foods are now going to be my Diet of choice. And if you watch the Game Changers, uh, or even if you just Google benefits of plant-based diets, uh, you'll understand why I'm, I'm going that route. I've done it before. I think I maybe even talked about doing the, the Daniel fast. But uh, as a good steward of something that I'm, I've borrowed, this body that I'm in, it's important that I respect the conditions of the loan. Now, I know you probably are feeling like I'm milking this whole analogy of wealth, but I want you to get it, man, because this is an investment that we're making in ourselves. 
Here's my philosophy. How we treat our bodies, are, is it's a direct reflection of how we honor God. And you can argue or disagree, but I really believe that. And, and as a matter of fact, I'll make it more personal. How I treat my body is a direct reflection of how I honor God. I'm a creation. He has created me. But unfortunately, my treatment has not always been the most honorable of that creator. And so that's why I'm here today declaring that plant-based foods will once again be my source of wealth and health. And I say once again because it's what the Bible declares was ha- was um, spoken back in the days where Adam and Eve walked the Garden of Eden. Here's what it says in Genesis chapter 1, verse 29 to 30. Then God said, Behold, I have given you, and he's talking to Adam and to Eve, I've given you every plant yielding seed that is on the surface of all the earth. And every tree which has fruit yielding seed, it shall be food for you. And to every beast of the earth and to every bird of the sky and to everything that moves on the earth, which has life, I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. So there's not much more that needs to be said here, man. The passage speaks for itself. I'm, again, I look to the Bible for my guidance. And, and if the Bible tells me that, that that is how God created our diets, our initial diets were veg- vegan or vegetarian, then I think that that's probably uh, something I need to do. So here's, again, tip and take number two. Honor the body that God gave you. How? By eating what he created to fuel our bodies. And again, the verse talks about every plant yielding seed, every tree which has fruit, and every green plant for food. All right, tip and takeaway number three, and our last tip and takeaway, uh, start simple and stay the course. Now, this is a quote from Tony Robbins, and I think it applies here. Success comes from taking the initiative and following up, persisting, eloquently expressing the depth of your love. What simple action could you take today to produce a new momentum towards success in your life? That's a question raised by Tony Robbins. So here's what I'll say. Regardless of how hard the change may be to build wealth in your health, the end result will be absolutely worth it. Just because it's hard doesn't mean it can't be done. I'm sure y'all have heard that said in many other ways, but it's true. Just because something's hard doesn't mean that it can't be done. The fact that you're alive today is 50% of your victory. The other 50% is found in, just like Tony says, three different ways, taking initiative, following up, and then being persistent. And what is taking initiative? My perspective is that if subtracting meat is too hard for you right now, then baby step your way by adding an extra vegetable to your plate. That could be as simple as removing rice one day a week from your plate and replacing it with a vegetable that you've heard has some significant nutritional value. Uh, but the bottom line is this. The race you guarantee, you are guaranteed to lose when we talk about taking initiative, the race you're guaranteed to lose is the one you never run, you never even participate in. So again, take initiative, but also follow up. Continue to replace non-plant items with vegetables until that, quote, animal protein will be a faint memory. You'll be surprised how easy it's going to be the longer you do it. Before you know it, your plate will eventually become 100% plant-based protein, and you'll feel the difference. Trust me, y'all. I've only been doing it for a week, but I can tell you, I've gone without tea or coffee. I gave up coffee a long time ago, but tea was really really my go-to when I got up in the morning just to give me a little bit of caffeine. But I haven't even had tea over the last week, and I feel energized. So I'm not saying that it's only because of the fact that I stopped eating meat because I did have that one piece of chicken yesterday. 
but I believe that it's because of my, my desire to follow up. And then the last thing that Tony Robbins references is being persistent. And my thought is this, hit that restart button as often as you need. The main, the mistake or the main mistake that people make, I think, is that they, they believe because they've fallen off the wagon or maybe they've, they've made a mistake and they ate something that they shouldn't have. Like me, for example, man, I ate a piece of chicken yesterday and I've been doing this for six days. No, man, you think I'm going to stop there? You hit that reset button every time you need to. And I'm going to remind myself, just like I'm encouraging you, remind yourself that it, if it were easy, everybody would do it. It's not going to be easy. But the fact is, you can never, ever give up. This is something that we're trying to do to honor God in our bodies. And so endurance is an intangible currency towards our success. Yes, I made that up, but I think it's true. Endurance is an intangible currency uh, towards our success. But I, I, I think that in terms of success, you pay for that success with your endurance, which simply is defined as to suffer something, and it can be painful or difficult, patiently. To suffer something pain patiently to suffer something painful or difficult patiently that is what it means to endure so be persistent y'all and and so that wraps up our tip and takeaway number three start simple and stay the course as simple as just changing out one starch for vegetable and then not giving up no matter how hard it may feel so all right y'all i think that's pretty much all that i have today but uh i'm gonna just give a few more things before i we end but uh, let's start with a prayer lord Thank you for reminding us that we are not our own. And God, we know that everything that we do in our lives is for your glory. It's to be uh, something that gives and creates glory for you. So I ask you right now, Lord, to help us all uh, to be exceptional in our health. Give us all willpower. Give us endurance. Give us faith to believe that we can do all things through you. Even giving up meat to honor that temple that you created in us. Help us to grow wealth in our health. And as we continue to evolve, allow us to be living testimonies of how our lives have changed as a result of just a little research, some self-examination and taking initiative. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, uh, next time on Beyond Mediocrity, uh, we're going into episode number 19. Y'all cannot believe that. It's 19 episodes uh, that we will have covered for the year. And uh, just for the record, this is season one. I haven't told you all that, but we've got another plan for uh, season two starting in 2020. But our next episode, episode 19, will be reviewing our 2019 goal planning process as we have still exactly nine weeks remaining in this year to achieve our goals. So uh, I already told you, you got eight weeks left of temptation with all the sweets. Well, you got one week after that before the year ends. So uh, that means we've still got some time between now and the next time check out episode number four this was what we recorded back in february as a matter of fact february 27th to be exact was when we uh we posted get your priorities straight as a matter of fact it was get i was about as dramatic uh, grammatically incorrect as i could be but uh episode four was get your priorities straight and there was uh, just a few things that i talked about you could do to uh, set yourself on a goal setting uh path and then hopefully be able to meet and achieve those goals by the end of the year uh, if you search Beyond Mediocrity via your podcast app, you should be able to find it. Just look for Beyond Mediocrity with James Prince. Uh, any of the podcast apps that you look for, uh, that you find your other podcast. But look for episode number four. And that'll give you a little sense of what we're going to review the next time we're together. Uh, finally, if you have any additional questions, if you've got prayer requests, if you've got feedback you want to give. Um, again, I don't do this for any likes or any loves. 
uh, it's great to, to be able to have people appreciate it, but I'm doing this because I feel God has commissioned me to do so. Uh, so if there are things that you want to talk about, things that you can probably gain from uh, maybe me getting someone particular, I have a lot of really good contacts, so I'm going to be having a lot more guests in season two. But I'd love to hear from you. So just send me an email to uh, jprince at beyond-mediocrity.com. That's jprince at beyond-mediocrity.com. J-P-R-I-N-C-E at B-E-Y-O-N-D dash M-E-D-I-O-C-R-I-T-Y.com. jprince at beyond-mediocrity.com. Well, until next time, y'all, you take care. God bless. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you and talking to you real soon.